0: Welcome to MMA on the Rocks. My name is Bill. Welcome you. are listening to episode 183 of the podcast where you're joining us live here on YouTube. Today is Sunday, March 29th. And uh, we had a little bonus episode for you guys yesterday. It was uh, wound up being two and a half hours long with um, Blake Stevenson, Money Blake Weather, the host of uh, Loaded Joe's MMA, and uh, Ryan Sprague, uh journalist for My MMA News, uh as well as as Jeff the Animal Wilson who I'll introduce in just a second. Um and and it wound up going a little off the rails. We we tried to keep it talking about MMA, but um uh, we wound up talking about awkward dates and and other stuff that was more um along the lines of the Unfiltered Bachelor podcast, which you guys should check out uh if you haven't yet. Uh Blake's really funny guy. And, and he does that on there. and um, So what I decided to do with this video, uh, because we did it on our channel, um, but we, we recorded it for the Unfiltered Bachelor and, and Loda Joes. So I decided I'm just going to leave it on YouTube. So if you guys want to go out of your way and hear that episode, go check it out on YouTube, MMA on the Rock. So if you're an audio-only listener, which I think 98% of you are, and you want a little bit of wacky, out-of-the-ordinary content, go check that out. We try to give you guys a little bit more content because everybody's home with nothing to do. Uh, so we're, we're trying to do our part to to entertain you guys uh, a little bit for at least a couple hours a week. All right, with that, let me introduce my co-host, all the way from Quarantine, New Jersey, Jeff, the Animal Wilson. Jeff, a little bit of a different show last night, huh?
1: Oh, dude, it was so much fun, though, man. You know, anytime we get Blake Stevenson, it's usually a good time, man. Uh, but yeah, it, it was awesome. I honestly thought it would be a little bit more chaotic having four people on at the same time. But Bill, you took the reins, man. Kept it organized so that nobody was talking over each other. Because you know we're all quarantined and full of testosterone, so it can get a little, little hectic. Yeah. um but it was so much fun dude uh, none of us have choked
0: anybody in a while yeah yeah we, so. we have all that pent-up aggression
1: <laughs> yeah dude but uh yeah it was it was funny sharing bad date stories um i thought mine was pretty good uh but i think blake's definitely topped it so if you haven't listened to it <laughs> go check that episode out um yeah the those were those
0: were a lot of fun. Definitely different content for us, but yeah, like like Jeff said, you can only find that on YouTube. So you got to subscribe to MMA on the Rocks if you guys want that content. And we wound up doing, um, I think it was like two and a half hours, maybe a little yeah. more. Uh, but yeah, that was fun stuff. And if you guys haven't checked out the Unfiltered Bachelor, it's basically Blake. He's a single guy in Austin, Texas, and he got out of a long term uh, relationship. I guess about a year ago now and um, he's doing the online dating and the dating apps and all that stuff. So he kind of documents his experience with that and, and figuring out the algorithms for those things. And it's, it's entertaining stuff. And um, Blake's a funny dude. He's usually fucked up when he's recording. Um, like we, we like to drink on this show, but we try to keep it civilized. <laughs> Blake, <laughs> Blake has a different philosophy. <laughs> and i and i love it i love having him on our show as well it was a good time so the other thing is we we pretty much covered all the mma news you know we kind of talked about the fights that were supposed to take place this weekend ufc on espn 8 which was francis Nganu versus jazino uh rosenstrike uh and, and that's a really good card too we talked about john jones and the dui we talked about ashley evans smith Uh, possibly stealing medical supplies uh, quite a bit. So I I don't want to be redundant for anybody who who listened to that episode. So we're not going to get into any of that, but if you want to talk to us about it, you can reach out on social media. Um, Jeff, I want to get into a couple of things, I guess like non MMA related, you know, like because there's, there's not much MMA going on. We already covered pretty much everything that's going on anyway. So, um, we're just gonna kind of shoot the shit a little bit about some current events and things going on in the world, because uh, everybody's, you know, holed up from this quarantine, uh, from the coronavirus, and hopefully everybody is. Everybody's staying inside, and and you're not, not out there spreading diseases. Um, before we get into current events, Jeff, I want to let you know I'm drinking a Red Stripe. Are you familiar?
1: Absolutely not.
0: You got me there.
1: So you're gonna have to explain this one to me.
0: Okay, so this is the uh this is this is the beverage of choice in Jamaica. Uh it's a it's a beer, it's a lager beer, um similar to like a Budweiser, Bud Light. It's very light, very crisp. Um, has like that kind of crisp apple taste uh on the palate afterwards. Um it's a real easy drinking beer, obviously, because, you know, they live on a hot island there in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. So they can't have like, can't be drinking these heavy beers all the time. Um, but this is a nostalgic beer for me because I, I always enjoyed Red Stripe. It's also not very strong. It's only 4.7%. So you can kind of sip on these all day. Um, you know, why smoke a bowl or, or whatever it is that you do. Uh, listen to some reggae music. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: I don't know what you do, Jeff. I, I do listen to reggae music, yeah. But it's more like <laughs> South California music, like the Red Hot Chili Peppers and how they always sing about California and things to do in California and Are you wildlife into ro- in California. Are you into Revolution at all? Yeah, dude. That's, that's probably my favorite reggae band at the moment, them and the Dirty Heads. Yeah, they're they're really good. I'm really into
0: revolution. I've been playing a lot of them lately.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. I found them last year totally by accident. I was I was on Spotify listening to the Dirty Heads and then this other band came up and the first song I heard by them was awesome. So I was like, let me look up, you know, what else they got. And, yeah. Uh, four albums later, here we are. Yeah.
0: All the songs are about um like smoking weed and and girls and, and stuff, but it, it's good. Good good rhythm. Uh, nice easy listening. Just like red stripe is nice, easy drinking. So I was saying this is a nostalgic beer for me because for my 30th birthday, I, I took a trip to Jamaica, right? Um the the wife took me there as a as a birthday present, actually. So we went there uh on our on our own. Um we stayed on, on a resort right around Ocho Rios and uh it was a good time, man. You know, real relaxed. Um not not much to do besides like eat and drink. And, and we did some, we did some like waterfall hikes and stuff, but I don't do like the resort excursions. I like to go places on my own. Right. Um, And, and this turned out to be a problem while we were there because it, it's not that easy to get around in Jamaica. There, are, there are cabs, right? Like <clears throat> oh, pretty much anybody in a car is a taxi driver. Um, (laughs) but there's like, (laughs) but there's like legitimate taxis who have white license plates Hmm. and there are illegitimate taxis who have red license plates. And basically if you, if they see that you're American, no matter where you're going, they tell you it's $20. Like, oh, you want to go to this place? Yeah, no problem. I'll take you there, $20. It could be on the other side of the island. It could be three blocks away. $20 is the rate. Um, so at the resort, they'll they'll call one of the legit taxis for you. But if you take a taxi somewhere, you're pretty much on your own after that. So we went to this this waterfall thing, and uh, there was all groups hiking it. We We go in, we hike it on our own. We hike to the bottom, and... Uh, you you know, real crystal clear waters coming down and, you you know, we kind of jumped off some of the cliffs there and had a good time. So we go back to where the taxis come and this taxi pulls up and it had the red plates. So I was like, okay, you know, they warned us about this. Uh, you know, they're, they're going to try and, you know, they're going to try and take us, but you know, you don't want to get in, in the taxis with the red plates. So this guy, rolls down the window and he's like, Hey, need a taxi. And I was like, no nah, man, we're good. And he's like, come on, I'll take you wherever you have to go. Come on, Just get in. And I was like, no nah, man. I was like, to tell you the truth, you got the, you got the red plates and uh, we're looking for a taxi with the white plates. And he's like, that's fucking bullshit. And he opened, <laughs> 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 he opened the car door and like, nine or 10 red stripe bottles spill out <laughs> 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 out of his car to yell at me for not wanting to get in his cab and all of his beer bottles fall out. And he's like, it's all fucking matter about the license plates. <laughs> and I oh, was man. like, <laughs> I was like, well, even if you even if that were true which i know it's not like i know you're not a legit cab driver i'm not gonna get in your car now because i know you're shit face like these things might only be four and a half percent alcohol but like when you have 10 or 12 of them like the nine or 10 were just the ones that fell out which means that he had more like just at his feet like he's just he can't even throw it in the passenger seat. He just, he just kills one and just throws it down at his feet. Um, <laughs> so um, it, the red stripe was on sale at, at Publix today. And um, I always kind of chuckle to myself when I see red stripe now, because I always think about this guy stumbling out of his car, yelling at me for not wanting a ride from him and all these red stripe bottles fall out. Um, but yeah, man, uh, th- those are the kind of moments that that are the most memorable for me. You know, I, I love like wacky human behavior, which leads me into the next thing I want to talk to you about, Jeff. And it's a television show on Netflix that I turned you on to yep. c- called Tiger King. And if you guys have not watched Tiger King yet, or you're not all the way through with it, you're going to want to skip the next like 10 to 15 minutes of the podcast because I need to talk to somebody about this shit. This is some of the wildest shit I've ever seen in my life. These, these people are unreal. So if you haven't seen it yet and you, and you don't care about spoilers or anything, I'll give you the basic gist. There are people in the country who own like these big cat zoos. So lions and tigers and, and ligers and very dangerous wild animals and they're private zoos. Um, so you can go there and pay these people like insane amounts of money, uh, to, to like pet a tiger cub and, and take pictures of a tiger on a leash or a cheetah or whatever the fuck they got. And, and they're usually in the middle of nowhere. Like the, one of the main guys, his, his zoo is out in the middle of Oklahoma in the middle of nowhere. Uh, one of them is here in Tampa, um, called the big cat rescue. And the that's the gist of it but the real story is how fucked up these people are i mean I, I is that the gist of it jeff am i am i covering
1: it yeah man all these people no matter what their intentions are bill they got a couple of screws loose man and you know i saw one episode of tiger king because it was the same people who made the documentary on the fire festival mm-hmm. uh which we talked a little bit about yesterday but Bill, after that, after you put me on that first episode, I had to keep watching, man. I had to know yeah. what happens.
0: Yeah. And it, and it it kind of leaves you with a bit of a cliffhanger. Um, I, I guess we won't give that much of a spoiler, but it, it was like, oh, man, there's there's polygamous relationships and polyandrous relationships and and meth and murder and uh, cults. Like, yeah. like everything. It's like, it's like making a murderer, uh, a documentary about Scientology, a circus show, um uh, a meth addict show, like El Chapo, uh <laughs> like all in one show. And like, after each episode is done, you're like, well, can't get any more fucked up than this. But sure enough, the next episode starts and it's like. There are people out there like this, like that are this bit and, and they're, and they don't all live in Florida. That's the shocking thing.
1: That was a scary thing to me, Bill.
0: I'm like this guy, this guy, Joe exotic is he's from Oklahoma and, and he's more Florida than the, than the Florida man articles. So like, if you think it's scary, how many Florida man articles are out there? Like just imagine what's going on in Oklahoma and this these are the people that are have been documented on film so they're actually entertaining enough for somebody to want to record them so imagine all the people who are out there with like nobody's recording them and they're just living their lives like a bunch of crazy assholes and nobody knows about it but yeah it you could tell them like i'm like really excited about this show <laughs>
1: Yeah, and and the guy, this Tiger King, Bill, apparently he's got a couple of albums out there, and Bill, his music sucks, but he can sing really well, dude. I mean, I'm not going to lie, his music is all about tigers and and how much he wants to marry them, but dude, (laughs) this guy's got a set of pipes on him. I mean, he's got two husbands, only one of them has teeth. Um, <laughs> the, the other chick, I'm pretty sure she murdered her husband and fed him to a couple of tigers. Oh, for like, sure. Dude, the show, I mean, oh, man. That,
0: that crazy bitch, Carol Baskin, <laughs>
1: she murdered her
0: husband, put him in a meat grinder.
1: Yeah, like, I, dude, you can't write this stuff. Like, <laughs> oh, man. And she's just way too calm during every single question where everything seems rehearsed. So I don't buy it for a minute. Yeah. And, and her creepy
0: laugh, dude, it reminds me of the Hillary Clinton, like, after after Gaddafi was murdered. Mm. And, and she was like, we came, we saw, he died. And then she just cracks up with, like, the most, like, spine-tingling cackle. And, it, like, that's what Carol Baskin reminds me of on this show. Like, she's just, like, you could, like, dude, she's more guilty than O.J., yeah man (laughs) like
1: yeah dude
0: and she's just like yeah but you know i'm gonna keep charging people hundreds of dollars to come look at my tigers you can't touch them and i don't pay any employees because they're all volunteers um that was the weird thing about her zoo as well is she doesn't have employees they're all volunteers and they have to like earn the right to be a certain level volunteer and they wear like different color shirts like um how is this not a cult? Yeah, this sounds a lot like the Church of Scientology, Bill. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, maybe she is a Scientologist, and and that's why she never got in, investigated for the fact that she clearly killed her husband. Like the the documentary points to so many things, like oh, he just disappeared and then magically his will was changed the next day. Like in the case of my disappearance and they interview the guy's lawyer, he's like, well, in 30 years of writing wills, um, I've never seen a will worded that way. Um, but you know, I guess there's no way to prove that he didn't write that. Uh, and then like the, the, his ex wife and, and, um, and I guess their kids together got cut out of the will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was just like he he they found his van at like the airport and she's like, oh, you know, he crashed his plane all the time. So he probably did that. <laughs> like yeah. That was her excuse for her husband. To, like, oh, yeah, he's crashed his plane. He, he didn't even have a license. Like he lost his pilot's license the first day he got it. But he still <laughs> flied all the time. And like he never registered his flight. So nobody knows that he's in the air ever. And he's crashed a couple of times. So, you know, that was probably it.
1: <laughs> yeah, Bill, but that lawyer, dude, see, that lawyer is smart, Bill, because he knew something was up, but he wasn't going to lead on and have his statements recorded. Dude, that lawyer, he knew something was up, man. You can tell by the way he was carrying himself, and he was kind of like, he wanted to say it, but he wanted to say it without, you know, coming out and saying it. But, dude, that lawyer knew something was up, man. He wanted to say it as clearly as Joe Exotic said it. <laughs> that
0: bitch killed her husband. <laughs> that bitch <laughs> Carol <carried her> Basket. <laughs>
1: Dude, Joe Exotic, man, uh, I dude, I can't believe he's a real person, man. I mean, he's he's got two husbands. He he loves his guns; always has a gun on him. Um, you know, basically cuddles with these huge grown tigers who, you know, they'll they'll tear you apart, you know. And man, Bill, um, <laughs> without giving too much away, there's this really good scene where something doesn't go right when he's like recording something. Oh, he ran for president. <laughs> Apparently, no. This guy has a right and vote from me, dude. Like I know, <laughs> without spoiling the end of it, but hey, i I'm, I'm I might have to vote for this guy, man. Um, dude, how I, good would
0: a, how good would a a race be between him and Trump? Oh, uh, these two going at it.
1: <laughs> no, somebody somebody's getting shot, dude. Just because of Joe Exotic, somebody's getting shot. Like Joe Exotic is that out there? Like goddamn it,
0: Donald Trump.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Your
0: skin's as orange as this tiger.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Dude. Oh. <laughs> oh, dude. can we talk about the living conditions for these employees? First of all, this Joe Exotic dude is smart because he gets people who basically have nowhere else to go. And then he he has them in the single worst conditions. Cockroaches everywhere, one AC for the whole building uh-huh um they're basically working for like 150 bucks a week which I, I don't know how you survive on that one and two um you know they're they're being fed by walmart's like leftover meat
0: yeah and at, the end, all at the, the end of the week like oh they're bringing in the expired meat truck that they feed to the tigers and like uh oh, i let all the employees go through it first and they're, like, happy about it. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, sometimes we get some badass cuts of steak. And they just show, like, <laughs> they just show, like this pile of meat. <laughs> it's just, And then he's like, well, it's not that bad, really, because you go to Walmart, and if your car gets declined, they can't put that meat back on the shelf. It has to go to the
1: trash. <laughs> what, is, what does that even mean? Is this a real thing? I didn't know this. I didn't either.
0: I don't know if that's just a Walmart policy. He's like, once it leaves the cold shelf, they can't put it back on. I guess that kind of makes sense. But you wouldn't think it would get trashed. Like It could get donated to a, a soup kitchen or something. So you want to get soup yeah, kitchens expired meat bills? Is that what you're saying here? I love how right before um they they interviewed this other guy, Doc Antle, who, oh, he was who has... He has three wives, and he has nine wives. Zoo.
1: Bill,
0: no, he has three right now. Yeah, three I wives think and maybe... six girlfriends. Oh, three wives and six girlfriends is that what it was? Yeah, something. All like. right, so yeah, and they each have their own house. And he's like, Yeah, I can't have them living with me, I gotta... <laughs> they gotta have their own space. But they interview him, and he, r- <coughs> he runs like a more legit zoo, like you could tell. Like, he's got a system and he does things the right way. And he was like, you know, I would I would feed my tigers food that any human would gladly eat. And high quality he's like, it cost me $10,000 a year per tiger to feed them. And then they cut, cut to Joe Exotic. He's like, yeah, it cost me $3,000 to feed a tiger for a year. <laughs> he's like, if, if the local police ever have roadkill, they bring it to him. Oh, yeah. tigers. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's like dragging, dragging like a cow leg off the side of the road and he drags it into the tiger cage. It's wild, man. Yeah, and, and apparently, there's more tigers in captivity in the United States than there are in the wild in the world, uh, because there's just like no laws. So people are like, Well, it's not against the law, so I'm getting myself a tiger. And that, that's part of the whole feud is that this woman, Carol Baskin, who runs a big cat rescue in, in Tampa, she considers herself different because she's not breeding the tigers. Um, she's just taking them like the ones that people had as pets and they can't take care of them anymore. She kind of takes them in. Uh, but that's the major feud. She wants to get the private zoos shut down so they can't just have like 300 tigers, um, yeah. and, and breed them and sell the cubs and all this. Uh, you know because it's dangerous one one lady gets her arm ripped off and uh, <laughs> i saw the memes for this have been priceless too like if you guys haven't yet do yourself a favor and google tiger king memes because there was one where after the employee gets their arm bit off <laughs> they said <laughs> joe exotic has one of employees arms ripped off and his first move is to put on his emt bomber <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah! He just puts on this EMT bomber <laughs> yes. jacket. Yes. I, I was wondering about that. I was like, is he qualified to be wearing this? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't think it matters. I don't. Uh, I don't think he's qualified to do anything, but he does it. Yeah, <laughs> is- dude. I mean, man, Bill. I don't, oh, dude. I think that I've spent a lot of time reading comic books, Bill. And I feel like Joe Exotic could be a villain in one of these things, man. Or a superhero. Could go either way. He's that, he's that out there. Could go either yeah. way.
0: And, and he's, he's batshit crazy, but he ends up kind of being, like, the more likable character. Because Carol Baskin is, like, a sociopathic murderer. Yeah. <laughs> like, clear as day. Now, granted, you know, there's three sides to every story. The documentary is a little bit skewed. Um, you know, I I joke around calling her a murderer and everything because that's the only information I've been given. I don't really know her side of the story, but when you hear her talk, it's like, all right, this bitch did it. (laughs) (laughs) At at least it's edited that way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, they could, they could skew things any which way. Like if I, if I ever, I always think about this, if I ever got committed, um, if I ever got in trouble or like committed a crime and they made a documentary about me, they would be like, Oh, well he drinks a lot of whiskey and he he trains, makes martial arts. And all he does is talk about cage fighting. They would leave out the fact that like, I have a two year old and I spend every other weekend at Disney world. And like (laughs) I'm home in my house building swing sets. They would conveniently leave all that out. Um, And then, you know, all the other things in my life that I don't even talk about. But, you know, there, there are way, ways to to skew the storytelling, but and I'm conscious of that. And I realize that most people aren't and I'm OK with it because it was <laughs> it was so entertaining. Oh, it yeah, was dude, so, absolutely. I I could talk about this. I could talk about this show for days, Jeff. Well,
1: like, I'm trying to see how long it would take me to grow a mullet. <laughs> like like joe exotic here man that thing was glorious that thing was glorious dude and when he <laughs> and when he went on his on his date yeah uh, he like curled it up at the end i was like you know this guy this guy oh, yeah he, he's a little weird but he might have it figured out <laughs> you mean when he went on his date two months after his husband died <laughs> dude Dude, I mean, I feel bad for people like that, man. People who like define themselves by the relationship they're in because the other husband left, too, because it turned out that they were both straight. So one left him for a woman. The other left him, you know.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The one guy with no teeth got the woman at the front desk pregnant. (laughs) And he had to leave. There's just Jeff. There's so many layers to this. I have to like I need to go back and watch it again. Like, yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, so much happened, and I'm sitting there watching this, and I'm
1: like, what? <laughs> Bill, my my biggest question that I'll probably never have answered is the one husband who has no teeth. He's got, like, three top teeth. Um, does he not own a shirt? That's my question. Because <laughs> in, every interview, in every interview, he's not wearing a shirt. Can he not yeah. afford one? Is, well, is, the, is that the pay gap here? I think,
0: I I mean, it was just very on brand for a meth addict, you know, like, we're going to interview you. And he's like, all right. And they're like, you want to put a shirt on? And he's like, am I not wearing one? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I'm pretty sure that's how that went down. And then there's the other guy who's like filming the reality show about Joe Exotic. And and then Joe burns down the studio. With, I, I mean, it's implied that Joe burns down the yeah. studio that has it had all my recording equipment and my alligators. <laughs> and he's like rehearsing the video. He's like, my alligators burned in a fiery inferno of fire. <laughs> and he's like, no wait, That's not what I want to say. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, I don't even know like what else what else about and then there's the, the other guy Jeff Lowe who comes in and makes like he's a millionaire and and then gets Joe to turn the zoo over to him like he's going to save it and then it turns out he was renting his mansion he was behind on his Ferrari payments and like he's like gambled all his money away and like paid people to have sex with his wife and all this snuck tigers into Las Vegas hotels. Um that, that, that guy was another one. And then there then there turns out to be federal investigations and like meanwhile Joe's in like a in like his own ticker tape parade while he's running for governor after he, he lost the presidential bill. Um and it, he's like embezzling money from his business to to use to run for governor, and he's like, I didn't know that was illegal,
1: <laughs> dude. This guy's awesome.
0: It's like if you're just a fan of like obscure human behavior, it's it's one of the greatest things I've I've ever watched, and I, I just there are so many side characters. There's like the guy with the prosthetic legs and you just assume that he got them bitten off by a tiger and he's like no i was bungee jumping and i landed on my feet like but how does that
1: happen (laughs) yeah maybe the bungee snapped i mean we didn't get what was it bungee jumping or skydiving
0: i don't know i i'm not sure because like i think he said skydiving but then they showed a picture of him bungee jumping um or was it zip lining Oh yeah. He said zip lining. And then they showed a picture of him bungee jumping. And then he was like, yeah, and I didn't lose my legs right away, but you know, I just kept walking 20 miles a day. So after a little while, uh, they were like, yeah, we got to cut him off. And I
1: was like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Dude. I think Jeff Lowe is my favorite character just because of how ruthless he was, man. And then he calls his boy, from from uh, like Oklahoma or Las Vegas or something to come work for them. And he just hates Joe right away because he's been to jail. And like the only thing he's really good at is like working. Yeah. Well,
0: that seems to be most of these people.
1: No, no, Bill. <laughs> no. Joe Exotic can't hold down a job. If it doesn't involve <laughs> tigers, he's lost. But
0: he's an entertainer, Jeff. The people didn't go to the zoo to see the tigers. They went there to see him.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: And he believed that shit. And I yeah. might, I mean, if he wasn't where he is right now, I might take a trip there just to go see him myself.
1: Yeah. Just, like Just, just to, to see it. if he's a real person. Yeah. Yeah. Just to see if that mullet's real. You know, give it a couple <sighs> of yanks. See if it, like, slides off or something.
0: Yeah. He's, like, he's got all these guns. The guy at the, at the Walmart that used to sell him ammo, like, oh, he used to come in every day and buy, like, cases of ammo. He's just going out just blowing shit up. And then when oh, he had the, another thing, yeah. When he had the lawsuit, Carol sued him and he was like, You want all this shit? You want my mattress? Here. And he shoots <laughs> <laughs> he straps it with explosives and shoots it with a shotgun.
1: <laughs> oh man.
0: Oh. Oh man. All right. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta gain our composure here, Jeff. Um have you been uh have you been watching anything else like during this quarantine? I know you've been I know you've been reading a lot. Um, but anything else going on?
1: Yes, I've been reading a lot, but I've also been rewatching Cheers, which is like my favorite show. <laughs> um and Bill, there's another show you put me on when uh the first time I went to visit you guys when you moved to Florida. And you're welcome. Dude, like I just thought the writing was so good from like the first episode. Like, the writing was good. The way, you know, one line leads into another character's line. How they're always busting each other's chops. Like, I, like that's how I am with my friends. You know, all we do is bust each other's chops. Make fun of everybody. You know, nobody's left out. You're, you're getting made fun of in some way, shape, or form. So... Mm-hmm. You know, the you know, and and I, I don't I don't know, I just fell in love with the show. I fell in love with Frasier, too. It's a different show, but it's also really well written. It's hilarious in a different way. And dude, um the fact that they can, you know, keep the show in like one environment, basically. Yeah. And just live off of how well-written it is. I think speaks volumes, dude. Nobody writes TV like that anymore, man. Now, you know, if somebody's not getting shot or if there are no zombies on the TV show, um, you know, you're going to have a hard time. But, uh, dude, Cheers is just amazing, man. I'm on season five. Bill, I hate Diane. (laughs) Listen, listen. She is annoying. Sam, what are you doing, man? You're about to marry this chick. What are you doing? (laughs) I mean, I know what happens. I just want to go back in time and just tell Ted, Ted Danson, dude, you you You, can't go through
0: with this. You can have, you can have spoilers, Jeff, because this show ended in like 1992.
1: Yeah. So, 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 you know, (laughs) Sam and Diane don't get married. You know, Diane leaves the show uh, because she becomes a writer, but we all know she wants that her real life character, um, forgot what her name is, but, um. (laughs) Uh ah, whatever. I forgot her name. Um, but you know, she wanted to do movies or whatever. Oh, Shelly, Shelly Long. Yeah, yeah Shelly Long. So she wanted to do movies. But dude, um man, she was just like I hated the the back and forth between her and Sam. It you know, it was it was one of those bad relationships. And I feel like Cheers, you know, at the end, you know, uh Frazier, uh Sam alone, they all end up single despite being so different. Whereas Frazier has been married and he's got a kid and he's been that like knight in shining armor that, you know, the the ideal man that women want. Whereas Sam has kind of been, you know, that crazy teenager his whole life. You know, he's been like a pigeon going from nest to nest. I guess uh-huh. you could describe him. And, and you know, they both end up alone. And, and that last conversation they have on the show, um, you know, where they just talk about life and relationships. I think it, there's so much meaning behind that. And uh, the last tribute to Coach... Because, uh, Bill, th- I don't know how many people know this, but at the end, after Coach dies, uh, at the end of season four, they hang up a picture of Geronimo in the bar. Because um, Nick Colasante, who is the actor who portrayed Coach, he, he had a picture of Geronimo in his trailer. So they hang that picture up in the bar. And at the end, before Ted Dancing goes into the back, he adjusts it. As like a final nod to coach so yeah. um there's so much in that dude um just those little details and and you know just seeing how everybody has problems you know and you know what what do most people do they go into a bar and and you know they drink they have a good time they talk to people and like the different people come in every night it can be wealthy it can be people who are down on their luck but it just goes to show that everybody's human Everybody has issues. And, you know, sometimes the story ends the same way for everybody. I mean, the only person who really ends up happy at the end of all this is Diane. Uh, She kind of gets out before everything gets bad. She becomes successful. Um, You know, when it comes to her love life, maybe not, but she becomes this like famous playwright and author. So, um, you know, Frazier leaves, goes back to Seattle um but yeah i just think it's so interesting the way that they take on real life and you know kind of poke fun at it at it because at the end yeah. of the day you know everybody goes to cheers and they, they leave after having a really good time um i also like the the anti-drinking and driving psa that the show is because whenever somebody's had too much to drink somebody drives them home which yeah you know, I'm all for. um but yeah dude it's, it's just such a great show like if, if especially if you're younger Because, you know, I I wasn't born when Cheers came out. I was actually born, like, the year it ended. So, Uh you know, it's on Netflix. Go and watch it. And then if you can, go watch Frasier, too. Frasier's a really good show. It's a different show, but it's really good. Um, Unfortunately, it's off Netflix, Bill, which I'm very upset about. Yeah, they took it off at the end of January. So I'm very upset because I have watched... I think I've watched Frasier more than I've watched Cheers.
0: Yeah. All right, well, we got to get you the box set then. But I... You went deep on Cheers, Jeff. That was, uh, that Show was about good. want to talk on Cheers. I want to talk about the way I introduced you to it because you came down here to visit, and uh, the wife and I had this brewery that we, we went to mm. quite often, and it was called Barley Mo. It doesn't exist anymore. It actually got leveled to the ground a couple of months ago. Um, they used to make a Quackalope IPA delicious beer and they would always have every week they had something different there was this guy Brian there who um he was the head brewer and he would he would mix up something different every week he would like I think he had like a like a papaya tree or something in his backyard so one, one week he would have a papaya beer the next week he would have like a watermelon beer the next week he would have like a coffee beer every single week they did like a small amount of something different it was usually always good um, so of course, when you came down to visit, we took you to this brewery and I was telling you, I was like, you know, all the bartenders know us here. This is like our cheers. And you were like, what, <laughs> what does yeah. that mean? And I was like, you know, it's like our cheers. Cause everybody knows our name and you're like, Bill, I'm not following. <laughs> and I was like, Jeff, the TV show cheers. And you're like, no, nah, I never heard of it. So then we, you know, we had our beers and then we went back. We went back to our, uh, our condo at the time and uh, put it on. And I think you had watched like three seasons before you left after that long weekend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was a week. I remember it was a week I was there because um, you still didn't have the baby. And this was the first time that I had like a two-week vacation from teaching. So I was like, let me go see Bill the first week, and then I can be back by Christmas and spend time with the family. So that, that was a really fun time. But, yeah, dude, Um yeah, I didn't think I was gonna enjoy that show so much. It's hilarious. You know, there's there's definitely some deeper stuff going on. I don't know if the writers meant for it to be that way, but it, it's awesome, man. Um like seeing Cliff and his facts, seeing Norm walk in, and everybody always says, Norm! And then yeah. uh, and then he's got that he's always got a one liner for the bartender. It's awesome, dude.
0: Oh yeah. I love I love watching just the highlights of Norm one liners. Um
1: yeah.
0: I, yeah, I, I, My favorite one was (laughs) when they said, what are you up to, Norm? And he said, my ideal weight if I was 11 feet tall. (laughs) (laughs) No, dude, my favorite.
1: That's good. but (laughs) Actually, that's really good. But my favorite line is when the bartender's asks him – uh how's life treating you and he goes like i ran over its dog <laughs> <laughs> oh man
0: norm was such a great character yeah yeah and so is cliff too he's always talking about his trips to florida and nobody cared <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah at one point he shows everybody a slideshow while he's like doing a recap of the previous <laughs> season oh man like oh, the, yeah. the little things like that are the best thing about that show
0: it really is amazing how they went like 11 years whatever they did and it like pretty much every scene is filmed in the bar like you said it's all based on the dialogue um they had so much talent on that show man Um oh, yeah, but in any case um i want to change gears a little bit here because a couple of weeks ago um you were talking to me about something that that you had experienced and like something you were talking about with some friends about um how you have to uh, stock up on wood firewood to prepare for a storm that's coming. And it, I was thinking about it because it was before all this coronavirus stuff was even a thing and it, and it was it was almost right before all yeah. that happened. So I remember talking to you about this and you were like, yeah, you know, you gotta, you gotta be prepared. You gotta stock up, stock up on the firewood before yeah. the storm comes, and um, and that's kind of like what happened to the whole world. Everybody's got to stock up on, on all these supplies and everything because they they want to be uh, you know, trapped in their houses and stuff. And I don't, I don't want to get into everything that's going on out there because I'm sure all you guys get enough of that from the news and, and from everybody else who's talking about it. But it reminded me of um one of my favorite short stories. And I think I've told you about it before Jeff, but I don't know if I've ever talked about it on the show because we try to stick to uh MMA and booze, but I thought it was relevant right, right now because I, I think this story has like a really powerful message mm. because I have kind of like my own spirituality. I'm not, I'm not a fan of organized religion, but I, I'm a big proponent of live and let live and mm. believe and let believe uh, or don't believe and let believe or believe and let don't believe uh, you know what, whatever it is like george carlin says keep thy religion to thyself <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm I'm master not, but this this short story i took a jewish literature class uh hmm. when i was in college and and this story is always stuck out in my head uh, because of the message behind it it's called if not higher by i.l paris and um i don't know if i've told you about this before or not but So the the story of it is there's this town. um, It's a small Jewish community, and and they have um, a synagogue there. And this traveler comes in. He's a Litvak, which is just a a term for a Lithuanian Jew. Hmm. Uh, And they're stereotypically very skeptical people. Like, you know, they're they're like raising an eyebrow to everything. You know, no matter what you tell them, they're going to question it. So this guy comes and he comes to the service and everybody's raving about the rabbi. Oh, he does such a great job. And not only that, but you know, every day at noon, he actually leaves and he ascends to heaven to meet with God and talk to him and kind of discuss everything that's going on. And and then he comes back and he does the afternoon service. So Litvak hears this and he's like, this guy's not ascending up to heaven. What, what's going on here? You, people are people are all fools if you, mm. if you actually believe that. He's like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. I'm going to follow this rabbi. So the morning service ends and the litvok follows him. The rabbi goes to his house. He changes clothes and he puts on like a coat with a hood. So it's hard to recognize him and he makes sure nobody's watching and he leaves. He follows him rabbi goes into the woods he's like this guy's just going out into the woods he's probably up to no good he's not ascending to heaven like everybody believes and he sees him cut down some some firewood and uh he brings it brings a ties it up in a bundle brings it back to the town and he follows him to this uh woman's house and uh rabbi knocks on the door and uh the it's a scared old woman in there and she says oh you know i'm too afraid to open my door i um you know, I'm just a lonely old woman. There's nobody here. And he's like, well, I, the rabbi says, I have some firewood for you. And she says, oh, I I have no money. I can't pay you for firewood. And he said, well, there won't be any charge for it. It's very cold. And uh, I'll even come in and build a fire for you. So she lets the rabbi in the rabbi goes and he leaves a bundle of firewood and he gets a fire started for the old woman. And then he leaves he goes back to his house and he changes back into his rabbi attire and he goes back to do the afternoon service. So the lit box saw all this. and So he witnessed the rabbi in disguise go into the woods, chop down a tree, bundle up firewood and bring it to this old woman uh, who had you know, no way to take care of herself or, or to build a fire or to buy, uh, buy firewood. And nobody was looking after her. And he went and did that for her uh, anonymously. You know, she never knew it was the rabbi or anything. So the litvak goes to the service the next day. And uh, somebody at the service says, you know, every day at noon, the rabbi ascends to heaven. And the litvak goes, yeah, if not higher. Which is the title of the story. Um, so it, the message of the story, I guess, to me anyway, the way it always stood out to me is like, e- even if you don't believe the same thing as the person next to you. Um, if you know what the intention is, Hmm. um, then, then that's all that really matters, you know? Uh, so he knew the truth. He knew that guy wasn't ascending to heaven, but that's what all those people believed. And to the lip by the end of the story, the rabbi had such strong moral character that he wanted to let people keep believing that like, yeah, man, he, He's my may as well be in my book, you know. He's anonymously going out and doing all this, all this good for people. Um, so I just think that's important to keep in mind now, especially with with uh, everything that's going on in the world. And um, you know, there's a lot of people out there who kind of act like they're doing good and they're really not. Uh, and it, you know, you just have to kind of pay attention to people and wa- and watch their behavior. Like, uh, and my buddy, Steve Mariboli always says, you know, just pay attention to what people are doing. And, uh, the other thing that the other reason I thought about it is because, you know, there are a lot of people out there who, who, uh, can't take care of themselves right now. So yeah, you all got to do your part and, um, you know, check in on your neighbors, check in on your friends, check in on your family and, uh, make sure everybody's good. So I don't know that that's a story that I, I just always, it, it always stuck with me you know it's a short story it's only a couple of pages like i i I summarized it but i pretty much gave you the whole story but any thoughts on that jeff
1: yeah but i remember you telling me that story and i I only remembered the ending of of him saying that but you know to me you know i i approach it a little bit differently i think it's about you know not just how you know you you, we talk uh, we're talking about character you know and character is you know who you are when nobody else is looking Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think that the rabbi, you know, kind of disguising himself so that people don't know that he's doing this and keeping it anonymous. I think that speaks volumes as well, because, you know, um, he, you know, it shows you that, excuse me, that he's not doing it for, um, how do I put this? He's not doing it, you know, to be glorified. He's not doing it to for people to look at him and 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 you know see how good he is he's doing it you know because it's coming from inside of him so i i think that's something we don't see anymore i feel like people do things just to say that hey look i did this this and this you know i'm awesome mm-hmm. um you know people kind of you know nowadays everybody wants their 15 minutes of fame um you know if if you're doing something good for somebody you have to record it you know so that everybody can see how good of a person you are instead of just being a good person for the sake of being a good person Uh, i think we've kind of lost sight of that and you know being in quarantine it's made me reflect bill uh about you know who you know who's important to me um because, because uh, you know, now people are always making excuses like, hey, you know, we should get together, we should talk, we should talk on the phone, uh, you know, whenever I have some time off from work. Well, now you have time off from work. Everybody mm-hmm. has time off from work. So, you know, I, I think this is separating uh, the, the men from the boys, so to speak, you know. So for me personally, it's made me realize, you know, who who means more to me in my life. Um,
0: Except for Joe exotic. He doesn't separate the men from the boys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Oh man. He, uh,
0: but yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, now's, now's a good time to see people's kind of true colors because you know, is everybody out for the greater good and, and, and doing the right thing or, where people kind of being selfish about it, I'm like, oh well, I don't get to do this, and I don't get to go to that party now, and I don't get to travel, and I don't get, I can't go to the gym anymore. Um, you know, it, it, it's all about perspective too, because I, I've been talking to people about this. Um, you know, jujitsu is a huge part of my life, Jeff. I know it's it's a huge part of yours too, and it's it it's the way that you and I met. Um, but I don't look at it as like, Oh, there's quarantine. Now I, I don't get to do jujitsu. I look at it at, as a, I have the opportunity to let my body heal a little bit, uh, to work on my cardio. You know, I've been doing some, some circuit training and some yoga and trying to heal like those, heal like those injuries, you know, um, it's all about it. I, I find like dealing with difficult situations always comes down to your attitude yeah and nothing else if if you're always like oh woe is me i don't get to do this or uh, i i can't do what i want um then like you're never gonna be happy you know it's always gonna be something um but if you if you kind of twist it a little bit um and it's like oh i have to be stuck at home or it could be Now I have the opportunity to get things done at home or, or spend the time with my family that I've been always putting off to do other things. Um, You know, I've been working on a lot of projects around the house and stuff, little things that need to get fixed. And, 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 and even if it's, you know, I I hate to think that I hate to think about the fact that there's a lot of people who are out of work because of this thing. Uh, But instead of it being like, Oh, I'm not going to have any money. Maybe take it as, you know, now I have a learning experience, a hard learning experience where I need to be better with my money. I need, oh, to, put, yeah, I need to put some rent money aside for three or four months in, in case, you know, something comes up. Um, and that's a hard lesson to learn um, because there's going to be a lot of people that are in a lot of debt after this. Or, or maybe it's a lesson to be a little bit more frugal uh, you know, you start to figure out where you can cut back on expenses and, and, you know, go through the food that you've been stockpiling in your freezer for a while. Um, and, uh, I don't know, but it, the bottom line is it's all about the attitude. You know, if you look at every situation, like an opportunity instead of an obstacle, um, then it'll really change the way you think. But, I don't know, Jeff. I'm not here to change anybody's mind about it, anything. I'm just here to ease everybody's mind about everything. Mm. Uh, yeah, one, no. of my, one of my favorite bands, Blackberry Smoke, the, the lead singer, Charlie Starr. Uh, he said that at a concert one time. So I can't take credit for that one. But that's another thing that always stuck with me. I'm not yeah. I guess I guess we're entertainers, Jeff. We're we're here to uh we're here to entertain the people. Well, this is the full the first time we've done like a whole hour and not talk about any MMA or, or like, well, barely any alcohol.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, it's a little, it's a little weird, but, uh, Bill, just to add to that one final thought to what you were saying, man, uh, I remember hearing this uh, YouTube video, this guy's dad passed away and, um, something his dad said to him Oh, He said, it always stuck with him, you know, um, some piece and this is what he said he said some people look at the glass as half empty some look at it as half full but nobody ever appreciates the glass
0: hmm.
1: so you, you can take that however you want i'm not gonna break it down for you you know i'm not here for that you guys are not my students and you're not paying me to teach anything so yeah take
0: that you want. The glass it's just a puddle of any size yeah You can't say it's half a puddle, even if it's a full glass or half a glass. Yeah. (laughs) You need that receptacle.
1: Yeah, but even if the glass is half empty, it's still full of half air, so the glass is always full.
0: (laughs) Well, now you're getting getting chemical on me. (laughs) All right, Bill. I know you're a chemist. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and yesterday... I mean, technically, we did it on this channel, but yesterday was the first time you and I both appeared on a different podcast, I think. Yeah, yeah. We did the, uh, you know, talking relationships, and um, it's definitely, I, I realize it's definitely, and this episode today is a side of us that, like, most people don't hear. You know, we're usually we don't have a script or anything, but we have kind of a formula. It's like, well, here's the fights that just happened. Here's a quick anecdote. Here's what we've been drinking. Here's the fights that are coming up. But you know, we, we got the opportunity because of everything that's going on to kind of change things up a little bit, talk about some different things. And I think it was fun. This hour went by pretty quick for me. Hopefully everybody else enjoyed it. Um, And if you like this episode, definitely go check out the one from yesterday that's on YouTube uh, and only on YouTube. Um, I don't know. Any uh, any we're 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 hovering it right around that hour mark that uh, that tends to be the sweet spot, Jeff. So anything else you want to get off your chest?
1: Nah, dude, you know, just to put it in the words of Jerry Springer, take care of yourselves and each other. (laughs) 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 i always love that because like here here's jerry springer like putting on a show and you you know originally it was a talk show and then it turned into this madhouse it basically turned into an episode of tiger king every day And, (laughs) and then at the end of people like fighting each other on stage or stripping naked or or fighting in a puddle of mud he says take care of yourselves and each other like i just love the dichotomy yeah otherwise
0: otherwise you'll end up on his show i think with the message there
1: (laughs) yeah exactly
0: oh man we talked a lot of tv uh good stuff man um yeah so i uh i I got some cool drink recommendations from people on twitter because i did a uh, social distancing shot earlier in the day uh so where i just showed a picture of a a shot of tequila that I was doing. And I said for people to, to show me what they were drinking and, uh, I found some cool new things. I always, I was like adding to my wish list, you know? So let us know what you guys are thinking and drinking out there. Um, I, I'm going to have some more content coming your way too. Uh, I have, uh, a sub series of MMA on the rocks, uh, that I'm starting to do that is going to be about people's first experience with martial arts, uh, from all walks of life. So it's going to be, uh, some content that's not time sensitive. Like usually we're talking about the fights. It's going to be, you know, an episode that you could listen to now, or you could, you know, bookmark it and listen to it later. And I'm going to interview different people who are martial artists of different levels and, uh, from, you know, have all different backgrounds, uh, growing up and, and jobs and, and things like that. And, and their interactions with martial arts, I'm going to try and get you guys as much content as I can. Um, you know, while everybody's home with, with nothing to do. Um, I, I guess that's just, you know, that's the least we could do, I guess. Um, there's not much else we could do for you guys, uh, except for, you know, talk and, and have some laughs and, and, uh, you know, try to provide a little entertainment. But uh, I'm gonna have the, the first episode of that. I'll be recording uh midweek this week, and then I'll have a few more. I got some fun guests lined up for you guys. Um, so we're gonna try and mix it up a little bit. We're gonna get through this thing and um we're gonna have some fun doing it along the way. All right. So if you guys want to get a hold of Jeff, it's at animal underscore wilson, Twitter and Instagram. You guys know how to get a hold of me. It's at a man the rocks everywhere on social media or you can send me an email at mailtherocksgmail.com uh, reach out we love interacting with you guys and hearing what you're all thinking and drinking out there until next time cheers everybody
1: goodbye